Hey everybody, it's Steve Perkins, and today I invited Jacqueline Dugan from the team to join me and talk about, kind of do a debrief on an event we went to recently. Author and speaker Bob Goff, he wrote a book called Love Does, and he's done all kinds of other really cool stuff. He came to Richmond, Virginia, where we are based, and he spoke in a big theater and then kind of a more private event afterward. And we were able to go to both and just have pages full of notes. So we thought, since he talks about a lot of topics around figuring out what you want in life and who you're meant to be and going after that, going after your dreams, really loving people and being a person full of joy and life, it just felt like it fits so well with a lot of the vibe at Greenhouse. So we thought, let's let's take a, a moment and just reflect on the things we learned, the things we were inspired by, some of his stories and quotes. We have so much we feel like we could share for weeks, just literally regurgitating some of the stuff he said. So we wanted to take a chance on the podcast and dig a little deeper into some of those thoughts. And so I invited Jacqueline to join me, and we're just going to talk through some of those things. I had never really listened to Bob Goff before mm. he came mm-hmm. and spoke here in Richmond, Virginia. Mm. Yeah. I first heard of Bob when I was in college. It's so funny. I really remember this moment. I was a sophomore and my really good friend at the time came over and we were just hanging out and she was like, hey, have you ever heard of Bob Goff? And I was like, no, who is that? And she was like, oh, he's just like this guy. I don't know. He's like so great. And um, he has this book called Love Does. I really want you to read it. And I just remember she gave me his book and I just ate it up. It was so refreshing, <laughs> so much better than like anatomy and like histories of the world and like all yeah. these crazy things that I was having to read about in school. And yeah, that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. But That's then funny. when he you know, had planned to come to Richmond. It was really fun and exciting to be able to see him in person. Yeah. Well, I've had two of his books on my shelf for a while. Mm. Haven't cracked open either of them. And then my wife and I were both going to go to the event and mm. set, we kind of said on the way there, like, well, this is good. Maybe this will motivate us to actually read the mm. books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're right. He is. It's funny. The intro of like, he's just this guy. That kind of <laughs> is the right thing. I it mean, is. he doesn't have a yeah. category. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a topic. He doesn't mm-hmm. really fit into a box. But then seeing him speak for the first time, it was like, well, yeah, that's who he is. Mm. That's exactly mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was fortunate to kind of be behind the scenes and helping put on the event this past week. And I got to just chat with him for a brief few minutes, and he is just totally who he says he is. Like, I, like, stuck out my hand to introduce myself, and instead he hugged me and was just like, tell me all about yourself. Who are you? What are you doing? What are you up to? And, of course, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to say. Like, what am I doing? What is my name? I don't know. Like, no, Bob, like, we're here for you. Like, he's just super personable so authentic and just seeing him interact with all the people in that room like he was taking a genuine interest in every person that came up and talked to him and I just I can't imagine doing that when you're speaking in front of thousands of people and doing all these different things he's exactly as authentic and personable as he comes off to be yeah so rest assured (laughs) yeah and it's funny because I think you mentioned first 
why don't we get on the podcast and kind of like debrief our thoughts because we'll probably have a lot. And sure enough, I have a couple pages full of notes, but they're all kind of random thoughts or ideas or Mm. quotes. And I think that actually (laughs) represents the way he speaks. He just shares Mm. all these different stories and experiences that are all kind of crazy or inspiring Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. entertaining. And and then every one of them ties to some kind of idea mm-hmm. about life. But you don't really know where it's going. And afterwards, you're still kind of like, I don't mm-hmm. even know where I just went. I don't even know yeah. what that was about. But I have yeah. all of these kind of good thoughts pinging around in my brain. So mm-hmm. I wrote a few things down that would just be good to kind of debrief. And yeah. I think you have kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, there were just so many good things that he said. And I think Bob is like so charismatic and is a great storyteller. And I think at face value, it would have been really easy to say, yeah, but like, what about all the other details of every story? Like, how did he actually do that? How was that crazy scenario possible? And without knowing all the details, I think the point of a lot of what he says is it's simple. It is what it is. And so I think as we're like debriefing all these things that we learned, he just simplified everything. And I think that's why these nuggets of wisdom and knowledge really stuck with us because it simplifies, I think, all the things that we just overdo or overthink and overanalyze. So I'm excited to dive in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the people that I've heard speak or who has books where they're really talking about the same kinds of ideas we're talking about at Greenhouse, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. with his own lens and his own kind of approaches to it. And so one of the things I really liked is he he kept talking about this idea of your ambitions. Like, what are your ambitions? Know Mm -hmm. them, pursue them, Mm -hmm. go after your dreams. And we talk about that a lot too, Mm -hmm. but I I specifically like the word ambitions Mm because I don't know that I've ever used that one. And it kind of, you know, every time you hear a different word used, it gives you a new, uh, fresh new way of seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone walks away with their own takeaways from his talk. Mm-hmm. But the, one of the overarching themes was know what you actually want in life and go mm-hmm. after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And reawaken that kind of wonder in your life. Mm-hmm. And because he's an extreme version of like yeah. going after all these crazy ambitions, yeah. it almost gives you permission to go after even really small ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something he said at the very end of his talk on Friday was, what if you had 20 seconds of insane courage? Yes. Like, what are the first things that come to mind? And, I mean, truly, like, the things that came to mind for me are not things that, like, I'm like, that's not practical. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, how would I ever do that? That's not a thing. And I think that that's how our culture has trained us, or that's how um, I think just, like, the working world that we live in and being productive and all these different things. What if we just had the insane courage to just go and do the things that we wanted to do? And he, like you said, he's a really good example of somebody who literally has done the things that he wanted to do. And, like, like, look at the work that he's done just by saying yes to just a couple things yeah 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 I like that quote too and he had us kind of write something down and I also instantly knew something I had to do that was actually kind of like small well 
felt small to write down compared mm. to some of his stories, but <laughs> it was just a hard conversation I needed to have with someone. Mm. And I had it the next day mm. and it was awesome. And that conversation ended mm. in hugs and it was like, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I would have done that because mm. it did kind of take that few seconds of insane bravery to just be yeah. like, no, this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'll regret if I don't. And so I have a couple quotes I wrote down. Yeah. So <laughs> one of them is in the context of all this stuff and ambitions, he said, the reason you're not going after your ambitions is because you feel like you have to go along with everyone else's storyline. You don't have to swing at every pitch. And I just love that because, you know, I think we talk around here about purpose and potential a lot, but really at the end of the day, the things you're meant to do or the things you're naturally wired to do, Mm -hmm. it's not some mysterious thing. It's just it tends to just show up in the things you actually want deep down. Mm. But I don't know about you. Some there's different kind of things in culture or upbringings that taught us like, don't pay attention to those or yeah. it's not okay to pursue those. Those are selfish. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think for me, this quote and what he talked about around it was a reminder that the things you truly want deep mm-hmm. down, like those, those, real desires or ambitions they're there for a reason and they're really Mm. good always an asterisk on that right like if there's (laughs) (laughs) you'll know if some of those things are not good but i think his point is like when they're really really woven into who you are Mm. they're good things and they're meant to be explored Mm. so i just could think for days about that quote yeah i think for me what stood out about that is similar but different in that my storyline is not the same as someone else's and just because I may have like fit myself into a mold early on in my career or in my community or um, just like in any other way wherever I have like fit myself into that doesn't mean that I have to continue on that path if I don't want to. I can make Mm -hmm. a change at any point. I am my own person. I can make my own decisions. Other people don't define my decisions. So yeah, knowing what you want then is important, right? Because if you don't know what you want, then you are just falling into the mold that you have found yourself in. Right. Right. Which obviously we realize that's a very kind of American independent Mm. thing to say. Mm -hmm. But And when you really think about this idea, it's also not because it's Mm. also just being true to who you are. And even if that sounds selfish, the more true you are to that, the more you're going to help other people. Like when it becomes hard to actually help other people and do Mm. good things with your life is Mm -hmm. when you're not being true to who you are. Right. Right. But you know what I mean? It can be so, it can feel so selfish or self-centered to Mm. say like, well, I'm just going to pursue what I want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the truth is we need you to do what you're supposed to do because Mm -hmm. nobody else is going to do it, right? Like your best yes is not my best yes, or it could be, but we don't know that. But you have to have the confidence to do what you think you need to do. Otherwise, gosh, you could... We could all just be missing out, right? And, like, what's the point then? What are we doing if we're missing out on exactly what's in front of us right now? And no one else can do it like you either. Mm, I mean, you're again, it's not some 
uh, rainbows and unicorns thing. Hmm. It's it's literally a fact. Like no one yeah. else has the same combination hmm. of strengths and gifts and thought patterns and mm-hmm. personality as you do. Mm-hmm. No other human being in history. And so yeah. that means you are the only person that can mm-hmm. do it like you would do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is true. Like there is a unique kind of contribution you have to make in life. Mm. Yeah. So let me circle back to what you said about other people's storylines. Mm. I think you said it can kind of be a default if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. Like, I think you said it kind of like no one else is going to spend their time thinking about <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do or who you need to be. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was listening to this podcast the other day and now I don't remember which one, but, um, they basically said, you are the only one that cares as much about you as you do. <laughs> Literally. I'm so sorry to say <laughs> like yeah. nobody cares actually. I mean, you know, not a hundred percent, but you are the only one who cares as much about you as you do. So if that's the case, why would I pick a storyline that I don't care about? Hmm. Yeah. Right? That's a great point. Man, there's so much packed into that quote. The reason you're not going after your ambitions is because you feel like you have to go along with everyone else's storyline. Yeah. And I heard a good similar metaphor once about relay racers in the Olympics. Mm. It was right after the Summer Olympics. And Mm. um, I think... One of the in one of the relays, someone dropped a baton, and when they look back at it, it's because they had kind of like glanced at the person next in the lane next to them, mm. and that little brief glance like caused them to drop the baton, something like that. I think I'm getting a little off, but the point was like stay in your lane. You know, mm. when you're trying to when you're trying to run someone else's race, mm-hmm. you can't run yours. And yeah, I actually think this plays out. Going back to the whole American (laughs) way, we're such a celebrity culture that we tend to look at other people's feeds or someone Mm -hmm. we look up to, Mm -hmm. even in a good sense, like a mentor or a leadership figure, and we try to run our race like them. And I feel like there's this nuanced, fine line, but really important line between Mm. trying to copy someone else's lane and being like inspired or guided by it. Yeah. You know, so I can take a quote from Bob Goff and be inspired by it and then apply it to my own life. But if I try to live exactly like him, that's not the Mm. point for me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. And we do that Mm. so often. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to live someone else's storyline and they're not even trying to impose it on me, but I just think I need to do it like them. Mm. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with being inspired by them, but like, yeah, my, my life is my life or my, way is my way yeah yeah that's good that's good the other one that stood out the most to me bob just said you know live in a world where you create a constant state of wonder and something about that (laughs) i'm such a visual person and that feels so hard for me to visualize Mm -hmm. like I think we have this image of like okay wonder like glitter I don't know like 
dry ice on a stage. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. We just have this, like, what is wonder? Like, what does that mean? But I think if I break down the idea of wonder is like living in awe all the time and seeing beauty and creation and things. And if we live in a constant state of wonder, how can I be more appreciative of where I am, who I am, what I am, and all the things around it? How can I be more Honestly, I saw it really as like a place of humility in this world that we live in that I really think I take for granted Mm -hmm. a lot. I take opportunities for granted that could be viewing them in a state of wonder. So that one, that was good. I think that's spot on because I've noticed this more and more with my little Mm four-year-old who literally the other day she was trying to to get my attention she was just trying to point out this quite literally speck of dust (laughs) on the wall like her whole attention was you know wrapped around this thing that was totally nothing and I think that's a little bit of it is she Mm -hmm. was noticing you know she was Mm -hmm. just noticing something that was insignificant to me but there to your point they're actually is beauty in a lot of those like small mundane things Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and we always joke like oh her world is so small it's so cute Mm -hmm. her world's so small like we have all these big problems we're thinking about and she's just Mm -hmm. thinking about this tiny speck of dust but i guess that's why Mm -hmm. as kids we do have wonder and as adults Mm -hmm. all the crap that builds up is kind of like what blinds us to it yeah so true i mean it brought up it brought up a lot of emotion in me when you were sharing that. Like, just, she was so enamored by this little thing that you would have walked by and ignored. Or, like, I maybe would have, like, shamed myself for even noticing, right? Like, we live in such a hurry and fast-paced way. And it's easy to miss these mm-hmm. little things. And I think so much of what Bob was saying on Friday was, like, It's so many little things that add up to the big things. And I know so many people say that, but it really is true. It's all the little parts of every day that create these larger, meaningful impacts, I think, on our lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it all ties together, too, because, like, how can you reawaken that childlike wonder as an adult? Mm -hmm. I do think, yes, it's in noticing the small things and having gratitude for everyday things that happen but also I think a lot of it comes through getting back in touch with your dreams and your Mm. truest desires Mm -hmm. like those ambitions those dreams they give you that sense of wonder that anything's possible Mm. and to Bob's point I feel like he kept talking about how not like uh, you know you can achieve anything you put your mind to (laughs) it wasn't that in a kitschy way it was Mm -hmm. like a realistic Mm -hmm. no really if you know what you want you can set your intentions on it and you Mm -hmm. actually can move toward it and make things happen. Mm -hmm. But you can't, if you don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. And and that kind of brings, I feel like a lot of that wonder back into the picture versus just grinding through the mundane every day. Yeah. I think what was so inspiring about that part to me, he told the story about how he had this desire or uh, I guess goal to have a place on the water in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so like picture that with us for a second. So that's like 
you're picturing like a beach cottage house, like maybe with some property on the ocean, sand, palm trees, all of that, right? Like that was like the dream. What he actually ended up doing was many, many years ago, I think he said like maybe 30 years ago, he bought like a piece of like dock real estate (laughs) for whatever it is, like $45 a month. And literally every year he's been paying $45 a month and he has his own place now on the water. It's literally a boat slip that he can come in and out of whenever he wants. And that's his place on the water in Hawaii. So it's just so funny to me. Like, I think we have these big uh, dreams and ambitions. I think his point was you can make them happen. There's just a backdoor way to do it, right? An example that came to mind for me was like, if you're like an aspiring writer and you want to be like a New York Times bestselling author, Okay, you could you could for sure maybe do that, but another way to do that is to like curate an audience that you know really well and they are now like subscribing to your blog all the time or whatever. You know, there's so many other ways to do your biggest dream. You just have to be right. a little bit more creative. Right. That about same it. person could start writing one paragraph tomorrow and write one mm-hmm. paragraph a day for the next week. Yeah, yeah. it's like But to your example, if that person didn't actually stop and identify that they really want that big Mm -hmm. dream, then you wouldn't know the next small step. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about this so often in the greenhouse method that Mm. the law of attraction, if you put out there into Mm -hmm. the world what you actually want, it'll bring opportunities to your front doorstep. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so wooey, but it's so (laughs) true. And we've seen it time and time again Mm -hmm. that... If you just get clarity on what you want and start telling people, Mm -hmm. literally opportunities show up. Because when you stop and think logically about that, it makes sense, right? People Mm -hmm. love to help other people. Yeah. So they want to make connections that will be good for you. Or they want to introduce you to so-and-so who would be a great person to meet. And stuff starts, like, doors start opening. And it seems this mysterious thing. But it's Mm -hmm. actually just people responding to what you said. If you never put out there what you want, you can't. Mm -hmm. So here's an example. I wrote down during Bob's talk, you know, one of my biggest ambitions and inside Greenhouse, you know, you all know this, but one of my biggest ambitions is to have a few different retreat properties Mm -hmm. that we would Mm -hmm. use to host some of our events to provide this incredible experience where people can get away, get clear on what they want and how to go after it in life. But just have an experience that they can't stop talking about because the food is awesome and the setting is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, literally I just shared this right here and anyone listening (laughs) is hearing that ambition. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone reached out and in a small or big way, like was able to help me get there because they heard it. But if I never said it, they wouldn't have the chance to help me get there. Yeah. So, so if you have a retreat property and you want to contact us, here's my email. Contact us uh, immediately, please. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. Or Mm -hmm. even for small things, I see this happen a lot in marriages, right? Mm. You're coaching somebody. It's like they tell their spouse or, you know, even Mm. just a friend or whoever, but especially happens in marriages a lot because you just get Mm. so familiar with each other. Yeah. And then one person tells the other person something they want. The other person's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll do that for you. 
And yeah. it sparks this really cool thing yeah. <laughs> or this great experience yeah. or memory. Mm-hmm. The other person just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's super convicting for me because I'm such a internalizer. Like, it's very hard for me to just, like, speak the things that I, like, want uh-huh. to be doing. But it's so convicting. It's so true. Like, anytime I've said, you know, gosh, I really want to do that, whether, like, I was having coffee with a friend a couple weeks ago and just mentioned I was doing more like content writing here at Greenhouse and she was like oh I should connect you with this person this person this person and this person (laughs) and I was just like I wasn't even like asking for that like and here was like already opportunities of just like getting to know other people who are doing similar things that I'm doing which is cool. It's so true yeah and and I mean there's there's even brain science around this right you get a, a dopamine hit that's like this mm. surge of good feeling when you can help someone. Yeah. Especially if it's like a quick, easy win. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm weird. I think about this a lot. In our kind of modern American culture, it's actually kind of hard to help your friends because everyone yeah. has so much stuff. Yeah. Like you'd think the easiest way, the typical way to like help people is by giving a gift or giving money or, mm-hmm. and no one like needs that mm-hmm. or is like asking, asking for that. For it. Yep. I don't know. It's hard to step around that PC, but you get the point. Like, Mm. we don't have a lot of easy ways to help people because we all have so much. Yeah. But like what your friend just did feels like, I'm sure to her, she either thought consciously or subconsciously Mm -hmm. like, oh, finally, this is a way I can help. Yeah. Like she's always wants to help you, but didn't know how. And now you just Mm -hmm. gave this opportunity. It's actually, Mm -hmm. it's probably more of a gift to her than it is back to you. Yeah, for sure. She feels great about making those connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's good. Okay. You remember this quote? He talked about the writing on the walls in your cave. Mm -hmm. And this is funny in the way that only he does. He somehow like navigated into this metaphor without you really knowing how he got there. And And then then, like like, sprinkled it throughout the rest of the talk. Because actually, (laughs) yeah, I don't remember this part of it. I think because I was clinging on to other things he was saying. So this is good. You can recap me. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't even understand. It's like two minutes later, it clicked. But (laughs) he's giving some example of going into like an ice cave Mm -hmm. and then somehow transitioned to, you know, in your life, you don't realize there's caves down beneath all the surface level. And if you go down in your cave, there's writing on the wall. Mm. And it's all the things from your past and the mm-hmm. things that have shaped your limiting beliefs. Mm. And so go down in your cave and see what's on the walls. Mm. And then use your eraser mm. as kind of mm-hmm. the like kicker he added mm-hmm. in there. And he's talking about this idea of limiting beliefs or these narratives we have from whatever is in our past or whatever it might be the lies that kind of we actually believe to be true. And so then it shapes our behaviors and it holds us back from going after Mm -hmm. those dreams. Well, I think it goes back to the 20 seconds of courage, right? Like I think because my gut reaction was like, Oh my gosh, this is not, this is not sustainable. Like how would I do this? Like, this isn't a thing. I work a full-time job. All of all, you know, I could come up with like a million responsibilities in my life to like keep me from doing these couple of things that I came up with. Right. Uh-huh. But is that really because I have a set of limiting beliefs of you have to actually do things that are productive. You have to do things that are logical and make sense. You can't create just to create. And like, maybe actually what the message could be is you can create just to create and you can just go and do things just to do. It doesn't mean you have to like 
change your whole job structure, <laughs> yeah. like your whole life sequence. You know, you can literally just do things just because yeah. you want to. Bob used a great example. He he was like, I don't know, I was kind of interested in flying a helicopter. He's like, I learned I'm really not good at it. But he just like went and did it. Yeah. Didn't mean he stopped being a lawyer and a consulate to the Ugandan embassy, you know, like he didn't change all of his like life things uh-huh. to go learn how to fly a helicopter. He just like went and did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? I've I never done that in my life. Yeah, it was crazy even to me because some people commented afterward, oh, you're like a mini Bob and I think I'm I'm wired. I have like some similar personality traits mm, to him, but mm-hmm. nowhere near. I was like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe if too. I was like a million times more charismatic mm, and mm. had a lot more money. But, mm. but even for me, these ideas were challenging and encouraging because mm. he kept talking about this idea of like you can create new rules. Yeah, it's kind of yep. related to the what's on the walls of your cave. Is like we have all these things, these ideas holding us back or these rules we think we have to live by just because it's the status Mm -hmm. quo or the norm. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of challenging us to just like break those rules a little bit, like try something a little differently, Mm -hmm. do something. And I mean, his whole, his whole like philosophy is just loving people a Mm -hmm. lot. And so Mm -hmm. he does this all the time where he'll just, I think there was a picture of him in a place where there's a lot of turmoil Mm -hmm. and violence. Mm -hmm. And he just went up to this guy who (laughs) who had a machine gun in his hand and like mm-hmm. took a selfie with him and gave him a hug. Like the limiting belief is like, well, I can't approach that person. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Da da da. On and on and on. And he was like, mm-hmm. but what if I just went over and said hi to him? Mm-hmm. Actually I could do that. Mm-hmm. And so he does some things that are maybe super risky, but mm-hmm. I think writing those new rules is also such a practical daily thing. Mm-hmm. I was standing in line behind someone the other day at the grocery store, mm. and they just straight up paid for my groceries. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So cool. Like, wow. that stuck with so me, cool. and mm-hmm. I've thought about that a few times. And it's kind of like, you don't do that. You stand in line, you keep to yourself, you pay for your own groceries, <laughs> you walk away. No, he broke the rule, and as a result, like, I'm still inspired by that. Mm-hmm. The woman at the cash register, she looked at me, and she goes... Man, I'm gonna start trying that more often. That was oh, awesome. <laughs> like yeah, she yeah. she was really inspired mm-hmm. by it because she does this all day long and had never seen that happen. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think that's some of what Bob is getting at. Like you can just break the rules sometimes or mm-hmm. just create your own rules. You don't mm-hmm. we we just box ourselves in so yeah. much. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, there's another extreme end of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. But like if we even took a couple steps toward the other end, we'd <laughs> yeah. still probably be okay. Yeah. It's so true. It goes back to, I think we just overcomplicate so many things. Like every rule that we've written has overcomplicated something that's actually very simple. Right. Like the scenario there, like be kind, <laughs> just like care for a stranger. Like that, that is like the simple part of it. But what we have decided is don't talk to people in the grocery store, get in and get out, ignore each other, you know, get in the line. That's the shortest. Check your email while you're waiting. You know, it's like we've written all these other rules, but we could just be kind and pay attention. (laughs) It's so good. I think about this often being a a business owner. Mm. I mean, you know this about me. I value variety and different Mm. kinds of experiences Mm -hmm. and I always thought, man, what, how would it, how great would it be if I could have ownership of my own schedule? Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the middle of the week, if it's a beautiful day out, I could go mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. and take a walk or take a run. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a big deal to just be able to do that. Or I could just say, I'm not working this morning. I'm going to just do something fun with my family. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I've boxed myself in with this rule because of old habits in my work schedule mm-hmm. where you had to be on at a certain time to a certain time at a certain place. Mm-hmm. And most days I actually don't give myself the permission mm. to like change things up or do mm-hmm. something spontaneous like that. Even though I want to, mm-hmm. I'm still like boxed in with these rules. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's hitting me right now. Cause this last night going to bed, my daughter said, <laughs> daddy, can we make pancakes in the morning? And my first gut reaction is literally <laughs> in my head. I'm thinking, nope, I'm busy. Got to get to work. There's a lot of things to do. Mm, yeah. And I kind of said, like, we'll see. And then mm, closed the door. Yeah. And then this morning woke up and was like, I'm making the damn pancakes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so we yeah. kind of just spent a few minutes cooking the pancakes mm. and like putting the blueberries in there and eating them. And she was just had this huge smile on her face. Mm. And I thought about Bob's talk, like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. make your own rule once in a while. Yeah. Especially in this case, this is this is a big reason that I wanted to have more flexibility mm-hmm. in my schedule mm-hmm. is to be present in those kind of moments. But man, we just I don't even have a boss telling me I need to be at work mm-hmm. at eight AM mm-hmm. and I still was boxing myself yeah. in. Like, mm-hmm. no, you can take fifteen minutes mm-hmm. and change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So whether it's hugging a guy <laughs> with a machine gun <laughs> Well, I don't well. know. I don't know if you should do that. <laughs> or just making the pancakes. Yeah, it's like, mm. how can you just be more present and more mm. available to the people around you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any other closing thoughts or reflections on um, what we heard from Bob Goff? Yeah, I think the other final thought that ties into all this really well Um, I don't remember actually how he kind of set this up or maybe it was just a theme throughout, but he did kind of say it point blank at one point, you can make a thousand mid course corrections. And he showed this image of, um, I guess like a gear shift and it had so many, like our gear shifts in our car have what, like six or seven. I don't even, I'm not a car (laughs) person, but this one had probably like 20, And he was like, you can literally shift and make a change, make a correction anytime you want. This isn't, you don't have to follow the line all the way down and do this, then this, then this, then this. You can make a change and make a correction anytime. And I think that's a rule that we've written for ourselves, that we can't make a change. If we correct, then we've failed. Or if I make a change. It's going to have all these implications and it probably will. And I think it's realistic to remember that. I don't think at any point Bob was like, forget about the realities of life. I mean, that's a very true thing, but what if you just tried it and did it and learned from it and moved on? I think the point here is we can leave behind a lot of regret if we don't just make the change or make the correction and give something new a try. Yeah, I agree. I I just think it's so important to be a student of yourself in life. Mm. And again, we talk about this all the time with rhythms. You need to have some kind of rhythm of reflection and learning Mm -hmm. 
and then making those mid-course corrections. Mm, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we, we get so worried and fixed on this linear path and everything needs to be perfect and I can't mess up or fail. Mm. And if I was to sum up anything about what we're up to at Greenhouse, it's probably that quote. It's like, mm. how can you just become a learner mm. who is more freed up to try experiments in your life mm-hmm. and be okay with it mm-hmm. maybe going great maybe not but mm-hmm. learning from it and then making mm-hmm. an adjustment and mm-hmm. if you're always living with that kind of intention I mean it's going to be pretty hard to go wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know because we can't control what happens in our life but we can control our reaction to it and so even when bad stuff happens like in Bob's story mm-hmm. of building a beautiful lodge and then it burns to the ground mm-hmm. Well, what did they do? They they kind of learned from that. Mm-hmm. Um, they took some time to really reflect and dig deep on all the emotions that it brought up. Mm-hmm. And like in his story, a really great thing came out of all that where they were able to grow closer in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So, And I think, yeah, the key to that story was... If I had known that this was going to be the outcome, I would have lit that match from the beginning. And I think that's so true of so many things. If we if we would take the opportunity or take the chance, we might actually gain something way more incredible out of it, even if it's really painful, it brings up a lot of things. We learn about ourselves. It forces us to pay attention. It's it's like we always say around here at Greenhouse, like the power of noticing and just paying attention to how things affect you, what's going on around you. Those are the things that tell you more about your next steps than like this grand, you know, plan that I think we often make up in our minds. It's so good. So I just want to leave you listening with, kind of will channel our inner Bob Goff as much as possible here. (laughs) And I think he would encourage you to just take that next right step. Mm. What is the one little thing you could do Mm. today or tomorrow that um, you have in mind after listening to this Mm. and just take the step and do it and get that 20 seconds of bravery or whatever it takes, but take one small step forward versus just sitting here and thinking about it. Mm -hmm. 